Good morning. It is Friday, October 23rd, and this is the Commuter Devotional. My name is Chuck, and I'm so glad that you have decided to join us today as we seek to engage our God in Scripture and prayer before the busyness of our day begins. It is Friday, and we use this day to begin preparing our hearts and minds for Sunday. So as we look at our passage today, and then come away to go about our day meditating on Scripture, Let's take extra care to look forward to the Lord's Day, the day we set aside to rest and enjoy our God. So let me read our passage. We'll pray, and then we'll dive right into it. This is Daniel chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid. As I lay in bed, the fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. Let's pray together. Lord in heaven, author of the greatest story in the history of the cosmos, you authored this day, and we are just small creatures, a part of your big, big story. Help us to see from your word how we are to help the story move forward, closer and closer to glorification. Amen. Well, I kind of had two choices today. Stick with just these two verses or take the plunge into the next 14. And since it's Friday, I figured we would wait until Monday to cover the big stuff. Today, let's just hone in on these two introductory verses that will lead into Monday, into Nebuchadnezzar's second dream. Let me read our passage once again. I, Nebuchadnezzar, was at ease in my house and prospering in my palace. I saw a dream that made me afraid. As I lay in bed, the fancies and the visions of my head alarmed me. I don't want us to get so familiar with Nebuchadnezzar that we lose sight of who he actually is. He is the king of the world, literally. The Babylonians were taking over land and countries like crazy and establishing a truly global empire. So when Nebuchadnezzar says in verse 4 that he was at ease in his house and prospering in his palace, We can't imagine him laid back and watching the football game, watching his 401k expand. We're talking about ease like none of us will ever know, and wealth very few men in history have obtained. Not to mention power that, as we've already seen in this book of Daniel, was unlike anyone else in the world. Nebuchadnezzar was number one. But again, God sends him a dream. A dream that made him afraid. We see in verse 5 that this dream haunted him. As he laid in his bed, his mind was tortured. The translation here is alarmed, and I went back and looked it up, and this word in Hebrew is most often translated as terrified or dismayed. So in all his ease, all his power, all his wealth, he couldn't sleep because his mind was tortured, literally terrified by another dream. We will look at this dream next week, but before we do, I actually think that what happens here to Nebuchadnezzar is super relatable to us. No, we aren't kings. No, we aren't powerful or watching our wealth expand. Well, at least some of us aren't. But our minds are at ease often. We're distracted by things. The things that keep us at ease. Routine. Relationships. Good health. A steady job. Not all that different from Nebuchadnezzar. Then all of a sudden, it can change. I used to be really into this artist uh, named Matt Carney. 
I still like him, but I just haven't listened to his music in a while. And he had this song that I just really loved the reality of this lyric. He said this, he said, I just couldn't believe what had happened to me. We are all just one phone call from our knees. And it's so true. What are we to do when that time comes? When ease is gone? When we are alarmed or terrified, like Nebuchadnezzar in this passage? We can't even close our eyes at night because our minds are torturing us. Daniel is a book about the sovereignty of God. As we go today, and we head into the weekend, even though we have said it a thousand times at this point, do we really believe it, that God is sovereign? What does it mean that God is sovereign? It means that God can do all that he pleases. But God is also all-knowing. So in doing all that he pleases, he knows all that he is doing. And it's a somewhat confusing way to say that God cannot act without knowing what he is doing. So there are no risks. There is no need for do-overs. God doesn't hope that something will turn out the way he wants it to. It always does. And it always will. And when our lives go from ease to alarm, Just like Nebuchadnezzar in this passage, this should bring us a tremendous amount of peace and provide the foundation for how we can trust God to help us move forward in crisis and confusion. Let's pray together. Our God in heaven, hallowed be your name. Lord, you are sovereign, so your kingdom will come on earth just as it is in heaven. Lord, we pray to you because we believe you are sovereign, that you will do all that you please. God, it is humbling to come before you after reading your word and seeing that in just a second, our whole lives can change. Whether you're a student or a banker, or a single mom, or literally the king of the world. At the drop of a hat, Lord, you can make that all go away. And yet still, you remain the foundation for our hope. God, how amazing are you? As we go into our weekend, God, help us to meditate on this passage. Lord, we want to keep our minds on you this weekend so that by the time we get to the Lord's Day, Lord, we can feast on your word. We pray all these things in your Son's name. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. I will see you on Monday.